Welcome to the English with Kirsty podcast from www.englishwithkirsty.com. Here I'll be sharing with you tips, information and other learning resources so that you can improve your business English. Welcome to episode 167 of the English with Kirsty podcast. And today I'm continuing the series talking about social situations and problems that people have. And today I'm specifically talking about problems people have talking about their jobs and what they do, because that's one of the things that one of the first things that people tend to ask you in a business situation, if you're meeting other professionals or other people from your company that you haven't met before. Or if you're just talking to people socially, it often comes up what people do for a living. It's a it's a way to get to know people a bit better, to ask about this kind of thing. So it's often something that, that comes up in conversation. But it can be a problem for a number of reasons. Um, some of the reasons I've discovered myself, talking about myself and my job in, in other languages. Um, and some of them are things that my customers have told me when I speak to them, or when we practice general conversation skills, things that they find more difficult. So I've got nine things here, nine problems that people have and nine solutions, because I don't just want to talk about the problems, I want to look at some solutions as well. So these are problems and solutions in relation to talking about what you do for a living. So your, your job, your work. Um, these can be talking about your work in general, but generally I'm talking about when you're talking about it in a different language, because that brings some new problems with it that, that you don't have otherwise. So the first problem is my job title doesn't translate very well. And this is a real issue that we have. So, I mean, for your CV, you need to have job titles on there. But when you're talking about what you do, you don't actually need to say I am a and give your job title if there's an easier way around telling people what you do. So describe what you do rather than using your job title, because sometimes the job titles just don't translate. If you're something like a, a teacher, then yeah, everybody knows what that is. And maybe when you learn a different language, one of the things you've done right at the beginning is to look at some different professions and learn the words for them. Like, I don't know, police officer or doctor or um, car mechanic or whatever it is. Um, some things are really easy to translate. But other things, when you're working in a larger organization, you might have a really cool sounding title, but nobody actually knows what that means in the organization itself. And in the wider world, and then when you try and translate that into another language, nobody has a clue what you do. So sometimes it's not good to translate your job title if you haven't got a job title that's really easy, like teacher or something like that. Everybody knows what, what a teacher does. They, they teach people. Um, but when I think about some of the job titles I've had, it doesn't really tell you much about what I do. Um, and, and there are also problems like, for example, in English, we use the word manager a lot more in other countries manager is a manager of people um, and it's usually quite a senior position you're a manager you have responsibility but in English manager can also mean that you manage something so you a customer relations manager manages the relationship with customers or a um, sales manager manages sales but it doesn't necessarily mean you have a team and people working with you um, Complaints manager manages complaints, but that could be a really low level position. So it's it can be misleading if you try and translate exact job titles because not all countries use words like manager in the same way. 
So that's something to be aware of. So number one is the problem is with the job title and the solution. If it's a real pain to translate or to explain, then just tell people what you do, that they want to know something about you and what you spend your days doing. So don't get hung up on the job title if there's an easy way to explain what you do. In number two, um, it's difficult even in my own language. And I, yeah, I've had this problem before. Um, I, especially when I was doing project work, you know, like managing projects, um, it, it was difficult to explain exactly what I did without going into a, a long explanation, which nobody really cares about unless they are particularly interested in that project. So try and be succinct. Try and think about it in one sentence. What would you say, for example, if it's too technical, um, people won't necessarily understand unless they're in your industry, then try and make it easy for them to understand. Even try and imagine you're telling a child what you do. Um, some people, if you've just met them and if they're not in your industry or field of work, they're not really interested in the technical details either. There may be a lot of stuff that you can say, but really they basically just want to know what you do. So try and make it interesting and short because you don't want to, to bore people. Um, the other thing is that it could be that nobody knows about that particular industry or government department. I worked in a government department and a lot of people didn't even know that, that we have this government department. Um, so I had to think, OK, what can people relate to? What do they know about? And then try and make it relevant to, to that rather than expecting people to know about a, a department of government that, that we don't always talk about, that isn't always in the media. Um, so try and make it something that people can relate to. Number three, I'm not used to the vocabulary or explaining what I actually do. And I came unstuck with this once because I went to Germany. I was very young. I was quite new to speaking German. It was my first time being the only English person in a big group of German people. And then suddenly somebody asked me what I did. And so I I told them the thing that I'd learned to say what my job was. And then they said, oh, so, so what does that mean? What, what do you do? And that was hard because I hadn't spent any time thinking about the vocabulary I needed other than my job title. And that was a mistake because I had loads of people sitting around the table looking at me, waiting for an answer and I couldn't answer them and it was embarrassing. So don't do that. <laughs> um, so don't just think about your job title, but think about explaining what you do. So this is a bit longer than, you know, what do you do? It's if somebody asks a follow up question, what can you tell them about that? And do you have all the vocabulary you need for explaining what that is in another language? Because it's better to do that in advance than to be put on the spot like I was and not have a good enough answer. Um, number four, it's not such a straightforward question. You know, what's your job? What do you do? Because this can change depending on whom you're talking to. So sometimes you need different answers for this. Um, if I take my situation as an example, um, if I'm talking to other teachers, I would give a different answer than if I was talking to somebody who wants to learn English, because if it's someone who wants to learn English, they, they probably want to know, you know, like how it works or what we do or what kind of people I work with, whereas a teacher might be more interested in you know, like the methods that I use or how I put together my my teaching programs or, you know, what I think about certain questions when it comes to teaching languages. So I might go into more of the, the teaching side of it from a, a teacher's point of view if I'm speaking to other teachers. But if it's a student, they care about more how more how the lessons work and how um, how they could possibly benefit from it. 
Um, if I'm working to other self-employed, if I'm talking with other self-employed people, they can understand what um, what it's like to be working for yourself. So we would have more in common that way, but they may not know so much about teaching or care so much about the teaching side of it, what, what we use in the classroom. It's more being somebody who works for themselves, who is responsible for the other parts of the business as well. So not just the thing that you're paid for, but the, the website, the bookkeeping, the advertising, all that kind of thing. So you've got these things in common with, with other people who are working like that. Um, if I've just met somebody, they probably, I don't know what they know, or what they want. So that would be a bit more general. Um, people who have a podcast, I, I might focus a bit more on, on what I do, what countries people are in who listen to my podcast, what kind of feedback I get, that, that kind of thing. They're like you, you focus on the things that you think could be interesting to that person. So just the simple question of what do you do for a living, you could have four or five different answers to that question, depending on whom you're talking to at the time. And sometimes it's good to prepare those different answers in your mind as well to think about how would I answer this type of person or this type of person, because you probably aren't going to give the same information to each person and they probably aren't going to ask the same follow up questions if they do ask follow up questions. So it's good to think about what they may be. Um, similarly, people in your company, they know what the company is, they know what it sells, what its products are. So you don't need to explain that to them, but they, they need to understand how you fit into that larger organisation, into that company. Whereas people in who are doing the same as you, so exam for example, if you're a salesperson, you go to some kind of sales conference, everybody there should know quite a lot about sales, but they don't know about your particular company. So they probably understand more about the role, but less about the company itself, what it does, who its customers are, what it can provide those customers with. Okay, number five is just a point about underselling yourself because it's it's a balance. And here in the UK, being understated is quite normal. So if you go in and say, oh, I'm amazing. I've got this massive company and I've got this many customers and I make this much a year. People just think, really, really, okay. You're so full of yourself, it's not interesting. So you can go too far in overselling yourself. But at the same time, People here do undersell themselves as well. Um, and I've helped people prepare for interviews. I've helped them with their documents, things like that. And the first time I ask them, you know, what, what they do or, or what their job is at the moment, and I get a very basic answer. And then I talk to them and find out they're doing some amazing things. They're really, they've got some great skills. They've got things that they can really be proud of. And, and they don't say any of that. They just know, oh, yeah, I just do this. And, and it sounds so... May, they make it sound so unimportant, but that, that's that's not good either, because if you're just having a general conversation with people about what you do, it's not about selling yourself and making yourself out to be amazing, like when you're when you're applying for a job. But equally, you don't you don't need to undersell yourself either. You can you can tell the truth without putting yourself down. And I think a lot of people in the UK do that. And it's, it's not a good thing. So. Um, try not to copy them. If you're if you're talking about yourself, you know, don't, don't fall into this way of behaving either. Number six, um, it's difficult to explain what you do because there's too much going on. There's too many different things in your life. Either you're working on different projects at the same time or you have several jobs. And if you explained it all, you'd be there all evening and the person may have fallen asleep or walked away. So you don't want that. Um, you need to focus on something. So if you do more than one thing, 
focus on something when you answer this question. Doesn't matter if it's not a complete picture, but start with something. If they want to know more, they can find out more. Um, I I do have this problem to some extent because I'm primarily a, a teacher. I, I work with adults, but I also have other services. I have my EWK services site and there I offer things like translation and proofreading and communications advice. Um, and they all sit under another website now because I, I just had too much stuff on English with Kirsty and it, it, I wasn't satisfied with it. But I am involved in more than one thing. And so when people ask me what I do, I have to think about it. Which which thing am I going to tell them about? So I generally tell people that I teach adults, but sometimes when I go to local business owners events, it's more relevant that, that I do the other things that are more useful for native speakers. And so I might choose to focus on that because those things are the things that I think will be more interesting and relevant to my audience. So it's really about thinking about who your audience is and particularly if you're involved in lots of different things, what is going to be most interesting for them, for the person who's listening? Um, number seven, talking too much. It's a problem. Even for some people when it's not their native language, it's a problem. Um, I think sometimes people feel they want to give a really accurate picture or they, they want to give some background or they, they really like their job so they want to say a lot about it but sometimes it's too much and if you've been talking for a minute or more and, and the other person hasn't had anything to contribute and they're looking a bit like they wish they hadn't asked the question you, you probably are talking too much so try not to talk too much because it's supposed to be a conversation somebody does want to know what you do but then um, it's, it's to engage with you it's not that you have to give a speech or a presentation to them so try not to talk too much. Try to think about the main points that you want to get across and get them across without too much unnecessary detail because people can always ask further questions if they really want to know more. Number eight, we did touch on this earlier about but not being able to answer the follow-up questions. So have a think about what might people want to know? If you met somebody who's doing your job, what might you want to know? What would be interesting for you to find out? and think about how you would answer those questions. Sometimes you can't answer the follow-up questions because it's a secret. Um, when I was working for the government, what I was doing wasn't a secret, but some of the things that I was working on were. So you may have to find ways to be a bit more vague or to yeah, answer the question, but without going into a lot of detail. It could just be that you say, well, I'm, I'm you know, not able to talk about that. Um, but there could be other ways that you can do it. You can focus on something that you can talk about. So you can deflect the conversation around to something that you can or want to talk about. And the last thing is I don't have a job, so I can't talk about my job because I don't have one. And that can be for a number of reasons. You could be a student, so then it would be more about focusing on your studies, what you're studying now and what you'd like to do in the future. Um, perhaps you're you're looking for work so then you could maybe talk about what you've done before or what you're hoping to do or what you um, are training to do like if you're doing some courses while you're looking for work as well you can talk about that but it's, it's to avoid this kind of empty silence or like an uncomfortable silence so what do you do for a living? I don't. I don't have a job and then and then it, it's like an uncomfortable pause while people are thinking oops that was a mistake what should I say now so try to try to answer the question with yeah I, I'm not working at the moment but I'm studying to become a whatever or 
I'm looking for work as a or talk about something that you're that you are doing um, rather than just this oh I don't have one and then it's then it's uncomfortable um, if you don't follow on with anything else so that's that, those are some ways that you can deal with that question if you haven't actually got an answer to the question then don't just say no, no I don't have an answer to the question find somewhere else to bring the conversation around to something else if you don't want to talk about yourself then just say oh well I'm studying at the moment how about you and then send it back to them what 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 do you do they can answer the question but just find some way to take control of the conversation again and don't just leave leave an empty silence where people are wondering what to say next so those are nine problems nine solutions I hope that one or more of them are helpful to you and if there are other problems that I've missed out then please let me know because I can add to this or I can add to the page where this will be posted on my website. So if you have an idea of something else that is a problem when you're talking about English, um, talking about your job in English and I haven't covered it here, then let me know. Send a message to podcast at englishwithkirsty.com. Kirsty is K-I-R-S-T-Y. So podcast at englishwithkirsty.com. And let me know if you think that I should add anything to this list. Um, and you can find the show notes page for this episode at englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast slash episode 167. Have a good week and have fun learning English. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the English with Kirsty podcast. If you have any questions or comments, my email address is kirsty at englishwithkirsty.com go to www.englishwithkirsty.com slash podcast where you'll find information about the individual episodes.